And this is Full Metal RPG bonus episode number 26 here at RingCon 2019. This is Michael Collette here today with Brendan Nassal at Goodman Games. How are you doing, Brendan? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, this has been a great con. I don't know. Um, what do you think? I have had a fantastic con so far. I love RingCon. I love this city. I love the facility. Um, it's one of the best organized cons. There's a great group of gamers that come out here. Um, I just ran my fourth official game of the convention. I ran one on Thursday. And um, I have just had a fantastic time. Um, and it's, uh, it's just been great. And uh, having you on my games has been fantastic. I'm glad we finally got to roll dice together. Yeah, full disclosure, time. I did three games with Brendan. So. Uno dos traits. <laughs> yeah. So first we did... Uh, we did some X crawl. Well, first actually we did a MCC, uh, Mutant Call Classics. And then we followed that up the later with a X crawl, and then today we did a, a Dungeon Crawl Classics fourth level. Good times. But before we get into that, uh, hey Brendan, can you tell us, give us a little rundown of how you got into the hobby? How I get into the hobby? Okay, so um, I started in 1977. Um, my, I know, right? Uh, my, uh, yeah, I said like, wow, is he really that old? Is anyone? Um, yeah, it's true. So um, uh, in 77, uh, my parents took us to go visit uh, their best friends who were in California for a year on sabbatical. And while they were there, their son, Tommy, had picked up the habit. And um, we played a wackadoo version of um, Blue Holmes, Dungeons and Dragons with just... You know, we it it, it, let's, it had a lot of influence by um, the Buck Rogers TV show and, um, you know, uh, army figures were involved. It was a lot of fun. It was a, kind of the perfect introduction to D&D. And when I came back to New York, um, I didn't play for a while, but then I found that uh, I joined a Boy Scout troop and they were all playing. So I wound up playing with my uh, Boy Scout group. And I'm one of those, I really haven't gone, since then, I really haven't gone very long without you know, being involved in the hobby on sub level, at least playing or running the odd game. All right. All right. And I went through my bookshelf and I looked and, and your name shows up on quite a few titles on, on my shelf. So could you tell us, give us a little rundown of some of the things you've written for the Sure. Well, um, well, okay. I'm best known as the creator of X-Crawl. So um, I wrote the original X-Crawl core book and the Maximum X-Crawl core book, which was for the Pathfinder rule set. I've written um, several adventures for each one, each version of that. Uh, and then recently, uh, I've been writing um, adventures for the DCC version of X-Crawl um, that have been coming out for a while. And I'm working on, right now on the full DCC conversion, X-Crawl Classics. Um, but I've also written stuff for um, for Legend Smiths, for um, Fat Dragon. I've done stuff for other stuff. I've written, um, you know, uh, for other lines like um, Goodman Games' Call of Cthulhu line of adventures. Um, there, um, and uh, this, that, and the other thing. I keep a blog. No one reads it. It's great. I do whatever <laughs> I want there. Then uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your role at Goodman Games. What do you do for them? Sure. So um, I am like a part of the marketing squad. I am um, in charge of convention outreach. And of course, uh, I spend a lot of times going and representing Goodman Games at conventions all over the U.S. and in the U.K. And uh, just running my little heart out. And, uh, you know, I'm here to serve the dark master. So how much do you, you travel? How much does travel require? I've heard other podcasts you speak in other ones. And I think you do a lot of traveling, a lot of interesting different places. I sure do. Um, I wind up... This 
this year, I think I'm doing 17 conventions. I just added PAX Unplugged. So, um, yeah, I, I'm on the road a lot. Um, uh, so, you know, from, you know, usually from like February until mid-November, actually this year until the first week of December, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the road quite a bit. All right. It, uh, what's the most interesting place you've you've been to representing the uh, Ooh, PCC wow. and games? Um, that's a hard one. Um, so maybe even the farthest place. Where where are they? Farthest place is definitely um, the UK. I go over there for the UK Games Expo um, in Birmingham, um, which is a, a fantastic show. And I can't. I, I you know another show that I just deeply love, full of great people, so, so well organized. It's like it would it would shock you, like how the you know boy do they have their their game down over there. It's really fantastic. Um, I have a lot of great friends over there, and I love, uh, you know, um, my real good friend, Bruce Cunnington, um, he's, uh, the two years I've been, he's let me, like, stay with him for a couple days beforehand and uh, afterwards, and, uh, um, you know, we've, we've, we've visited a lot of the, um, we've seen a lot of uh, London and the surrounding areas in the Nottinghamshire area, so it's fantastic, All I love right. it out there. I, I also understand that you run a lot of games each year. So much. You even had a kind of a rough count. Do you know any, any idea? I did. So yeah, well, for last year, um, I ran seventy-seven convention games. Um, so seventy-seven, um, not including demos, not including my home games or any of the internet games that I do. So um, I do keep a count. Uh, there came a point where I was just like, you know, I, I try to keep a. I, I take. Um, I, I get, do reports on all the conventions I do, so I can track backwards and see how many games. And uh, it's kind of nice to, at the end of the year to be like, okay, well, this is what I did. I ran, and to see what adventures I've run the most times, what need more work, or what should be retired, or what I'm done with, or what I should say, hey, this is something I want to actually commit to uh, to print. All right, yeah, I can say just for the audience out there that playing in his games, he definitely doesn't seem to have lost any interest or excitement even as playing as much as he had the the games you brought uh, a lot of enthusiasm a lot of passion and i really had a lot of fun so hats off to you thank you that. very much so you mentioned your home games what are you what are you playing at home what um right now i'm in a lot of like occasional games right now um, i just moved from massachusetts to georgia and i don't really have a full-on georgia game right now um before i left i was doing um uh, one of my favorites, Astonishing Swords and Swordsmen of Hyperborea. I was playing in that, and my good friend Tim DeShane was running. Um, my other good friend, Brian Courtmosh, was running um, Into the Odd, and we were playing um, games of that. Now, since I've been in town, um, I recently just learned how Cypher Sister, Cypher Sister, Cypher Sister, it's my new band. Um, no, uh, Cypher System, um, uh, my other um, real good friend, Frank Roberts, ran um, us in through uh, Numenera. And uh, that was really great. I really enjoyed that. And I play as much Dungeons and Crawl, Dungeon Crawl Classics as I possibly can. I do a lot of playtesting, so very often I'll put together online games just to try either a new adventure or to get hot before a convention. Like if I haven't run in a couple of weeks, I'll try to like just do one just to make sure I still have my you know my blood moving and my you know wits about me before I actually go in and have to do it in front of strangers with dice who paid. So yeah, sure. I want to shift gears a little bit and uh, something that. Goodman Games is known for, or maybe you don't know about it, the the road crew. So, uh, could you tell us a little bit about road crews and uh, how it got started, and how how is that is that a program that's growing each year? Oh, that absolutely! I love the road crew program. So we provide prize support for dungeon masters who will go and run um, Goodman Games uh, products, um, run uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, X Crawl, Metamorphosis Alpha, Mutant Crawl Classics, um, public venues uh, open to the public, and um, we uh, you know we we love our road crew and we. 
um, you know, try to support them as much as we can. We have a calendar online to show where the people are playing. We, you know, we get their reports, we get pictures and we send out, you know, send out swag and uh, whatever advice we can. And um, yeah, it's uh, super exciting. I, I love it. It's, it's a great way to stay in touch with the fan base. I, I'm going to say this right here on your podcast. I truly believe that Dungeon Crawl Classics, Goodman Games, has is the best, not just of RPGs, but we're the best fandom. I really believe that in my heart of hearts. I love the DCC fan community. Um, I love all of the third-party work that goes on. I, I'm, you know, I'm crazy about the road crew guys. It's just fantastic. It's really, I'm really proud to have an opportunity to be a part of it in the way that I have been. It's just been fantastic. So there might be a misconception Inception out there. I've heard some people think that to be a member of the road crew, it's like you have to meet some sort of qualification or something. But uh, other than the sixty-five dollar check payable to Brendan LaSalle, no, no, I, that's not at all true. No, um, you know what? You just gotta know your game. I'm obviously we want you to run a good game out there. So maybe, maybe. Don't do it the first time you ever run whatever session. But all you have to do is go out and run public games in a public venue. And when I say that, I mean open to the public. So if, if someone shows up and you've got room at your table, you should you know invite them in, teach them dungeon crawl classics, show them what we do, show them why we love our hobby so much, like we've been doing, and um, just you know that that's all you have to do. Bring your passion. That's all I ask. I want people to bring their passion for it. And um, you know the other thing, the, the misconception I get the most is, oh, I have to run published adventures. I have no problem with anybody running a homebrew dungeon crawl classics, mutant crawl classics. God knows X crawl. You know, I'm tickled whenever I hear that one come down the pike. Um, so yeah, like you know, do it. Um, you know, just go out there, just run the systems, um, and uh, you know, you know, make it happen. All right. Um, Goodman Games just released uh, the Lankmar series. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And I also saw your name in the credits in some of those books there. Can you tell us your, your you know, contribution to that? I will say that um, Michael Curtis did almost all the heavy lifting. Michael Curtis is an absolutely amazing game designer and one of my real good friends in the industry. Um, one of the funnest guys. And he really indulges my love of Popeye's fried chicken wherever we're on the road, which is a lot. Um, so I really appreciate that because I, 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 you know, I'm not even sure he's into it, but I sure am. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I contributed this much and you can't see but I'm, I'm holding my fingers a very small like I could hold maybe a die six in that space there that much um, a lot of people did a lot more work than me I was terrified Lankmar is to me Lankmar is the true origin of sort of my version of Dungeons and Dragons like Lankmar is how I feel D&D feels and reads and plays and acts and I would just freeze up and I'm, I'm just it took me way too much time to make my tiny little contribution and I hope people enjoy it um, I love Lankmar and I'm really still having a lot of fun playing it and working with it and such and um, I got to play recently and it was really cool at a convention yep the uh, the Lankmar game I ran was pre the pre-release the Goodman Games released uh, three setting books pre-setting books I uh, and I ran, I ran a session at a uh, Full Metal RPG uh, game club. Nice. How did it go? Re really received well. Outstanding. People who had, uh, were kind of on the fence about DCC mm -hmm. came away with a, uh, an appreciation, I think, that 
what they would be interested in, in trying again. Yep. That's fantastic. I, I'm crazy about Langmar. Hey, can I mention one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about the road crew? Um, you know what I didn't cover is that Goodman Games has a fantastic line of adventures for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, 5th edition fantasy. And you can run those adventures for road crew credit as well. And I don't want to leave that out there in the cold because oh, sure. I have a lot of road crew judges who run those adventures and um, they're, they're tons of fun. We've got great designers. Um, Michael Curtis again. Bob Brinkman does um, a lot of those. Um, and, uh, you know, just fantastic stuff in there so you know i know we got a lot of listeners who are playing the fifth edition D &D, so try fifth edition fantasy adventures i think you'll be happy All right. i mean you won't be happy when your cleric gets ate up by a giant spider but you know <laughs> hopefully you're still having fun so. all right so the uh another thing that's that's in the works for goodman games is the uh, dcc annual you got any where they was it a Kickstarter, if I understand? Yeah, the, um, um, yeah. The uh, the annual is out. And it's in circulation. Is you it? can, yeah. That. Um, that one I understand has like some rules that um, they weren't on the uh, <laughs> like they're not in the core book. I know that I know Goodman's game says we're not going to give you like a second edition DC. No, it's not. Like but what we have, if we have added. Um, there are new patrons in there and new okay. spells and variants. Um, I myself had a very small contribution. I can remember which one that is. I don't remember if the annual this year is <laughs> either. It's either my nunchuck article, very right. proud of it, or magic mustaches, also very <laughs> proud. Um, can't nice. take credit. That was magic mustaches and nunchucks were both Joseph's idea. I just the uh, I, I just pushed a button. Um, I feel like I tapped into the. You know, really, there's a lot of of untapped potential in the magic mustache oeuvre, <laughs> and I'm just glad that I could like make my small contribution to you know the entire the greater works of magic mustaches right. you know throughout the you know, you know throughout I, all of gaming i gotta say i associate mustaches in general with porn stars well said when you brought out the x card today you said that uh well i don't often have to use this has there been any any use of the x card in any of your dcc or mcc games where you know you uh yeah i killed all the guys peasants one time and he tried to cut my throat with it does that count? No, no. You know, I don't typically run that kind of a game. I don't run, uh, you know, I know I know a lot of people, and I have a lot of respect for designers who do games that are more exploratory and do more experimental narrative stuff where they really touch on a lot of hot topics and things. Um, I really have a lot of gross monsters that are just going to try to eat your face. So it's not, it hasn't come up yet. Um, uh, and I always try to check with my group beforehand and make sure there's no, you know, I, my, my bad one is language. Obviously I have a, I have a bit of a tick when it comes to sometimes dropping the occasional colorful Anglo-Saxon term into my uh, narrative. But um, no, I actually haven't had anybody um, um, do the uh, X card yet. Um, I actually, you know, I have come to understand, uh, understand over time that some people actually feel uncomfortable reaching for the X card. So for your listeners, one of the things that I tell them is that um, I give them a, 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 a quiet signal that they can do without anybody else noticing so that they can do it secretly so that if they catch my eye, they can do that and then we can stop and reset. And then for my part of that, I just make sure I like try to put my attention on people and move it around the room. So if someone does need to get my attention slyly, if they don't want to make a fuss, but they do want us to move past something or need a moment, an extra moment to, to digest or to deal with whatever it is that they can do that without, if they want to do it without um, taking undue intention, attention upon themselves. Right. So that sounds good. So the, this was the first time I played X crawl and I was surprised. Could you tell us a little bit about, is this, was your original home 
brood campaign that you yeah so um i yeah um x crawl was my home game um i started running it in 1999 and i specifically wrote it one day um uh really to amuse two of my buddies uh jason jenkins and um peter morrison aka pete nice and um they they informed me that um i won't tell the whole story but they informed me that uh it was my turn to run a, a adventure that day as was decreed by a five-year-old girl at the renaissance festival just as long sure hope you're out there having fun still now certainly an adult um and uh i saw and i had i had this idea sort of circulating in my head i had had this vision on the bus one day of um, a thief picking a lock while a fighter was waiting for him to get done. And the fighter, in my mind, lifted his shield up and had a little digital clock stuck on the inside of his shield and was like complaining. It's like, we're going to get disqualified if you don't hurry up there. And I pretty much created X-Crawl to sort of like worked around that single vision so I could make that thing happen in a way that would make sense over time. But it also is a real extension of my personal play style and also of my sort of like beliefs about like sort of my 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 views, my filters on a lot of different aspects of our world, especially including sports and celebrity culture and what I do like and what I dislike and what I find ridiculous about, you know, the world and role playing games and monsters and things and such. So, um, uh, you know, um, I, I ran it as my home campaign for several years and then eventually it became my, um, eventually I had the opportunity to uh, bring it in front of the, the gentle folks at uh, Panda Head Publishing who gave me my first shot at uh, actually writing uh, something for the gaming industry. All right. And um, I guess one of the things, if we could circle back to the DCC and MCC, I have a, a pet peeve personal thing about the funnel i know that uh, a lot of people i meet the whole the whole game is wrapped around the funnel and i i just want to shout from the rooftop hey it's a it's a way of creating characters so could you t give us in your travels has it been your experience that that a lot of people don't have an experience with the game beyond the initial funnel uh, character creation type. oh i think i think i understand what you're asking there are some people who just love the dcc funnel experience so much that that's all they want to do so there are people out there who just you know when they when they see me at a convention like please tell me you're running a funnel at some point over the weekend can i jump in um because it, it, you know it really is a unique aspect as far as i know there's never been a role-playing game um you know uh like idea like that like no one's really done anything like the funnel before where you're like playing multiple zero level characters with the full understanding that most of them are going to die that day that you create them and that maybe if you're lucky one of them will survive and gain enough experience and points to actually have a get, gain a level in something and actually be you know more than just a peasant with a pitchfork so um i don't know i, I think um some people that that is i mean I, I get why some people just want to do that i love character funnels i love running them i have a hysterical time with doing it and such um and there's something delightful about like sitting back at the end of a four-hour session and going well i just killed 17 out of 20 <laughs> characters yes. it's a good day um but yeah I, I i you know i also think that to those people though who are just addicted to that you know take it further there's so like dungeon crawl classics at higher levels the game really changes and becomes very different and it can take on kind of a you know i know that it's known for it's like super body count but at higher levels dcc guys are extremely tough and um very very playable you know um in a way that like a gong farmer with just a torch and a 10 foot length of chain and a chicken is not yeah i would think maybe you could speak to a little bit of, about the spell another thing that people are known 
think about when they come to DCC is the spell book. Can you tell us about the maybe the flexibility that a creative person has with the, the list of spells and the range of varying effects? Sure. As a GM what, or the judge, as they say, what have you seen? Yeah, well, I would say that the, yeah, all of the DCC spells, so um, if you're not familiar with the game, um, if you're a, a spellcaster in DCC, it's always, it's never an assured thing. Magic is always a chaotic and unpredictable force in the universe. So if you, um, if you make a mistake, um, you know, if you, you know, if you, you make a die, you make a roll when it's time to cast it and you can, mistakes can happen. Um, if you, if you roll very poorly, you can, you know, have, uh, you know, create, you know, you can, things can blow up in your face. Who, who did that happen to recently? Uh, well, Michael? Myself. How did, with, yeah. Think, How did yeah. stinking cloud go for, uh, <laughs> the unpronounceable named wizard in my, um, my fourth level adventure, um, planet caravan. Yeah. Two was the short <laughs> version of the name and he yeah. critically failed. Not, two, uh, not so good. Roles. With the yeah. stinking cloud, rolled two ones both times to try to cast that spell. It uh, went extremely poorly and um, blew himself up. And in one case, obfuscated the bad guy uh, in a way that would have protected him and uh, kept him from uh, taking any more missile fire. So, so is thanks. It, how's the judge? How do how do you deal with such a wide? Um, they call it swinging. The system sure. itself is swinging. How do you do you even try to prepare for something that's no? I lean into the chaos factor. I just enjoy it. And when it happens, you know, there's two ways to go. You can try to resist it and try to control it, or you can just let like let whatever the page tells you, whatever the dice tell you, happen, and then follow the story. And to me, that's the way to have the most exciting adventures. I mean, you say swingy, but I talk about the the beautiful perfection yeah. of chaos. You know, where well, that's a good way you know this unperfective, you know, this unpredictable story that's going to go someplace that you've never seen before. Um, that is a real aspect of Dungeon Crawl Classics that I, I can't recommend highly enough. I think that um, for people who are used to playing a system like my beloved Dungeons and Dragons where casting a spell is like pushing a button and it works the same way every time and predictable. You know, I think letting go of that control and having a system like DCC where, you know, spell can do a mediocre effect. Spell can do a medium effect. You roll really well. You can do a, such a crazy effect with that spell that it will alter the rest of your campaign and possibly your character's entire timeline. I mean, I think it's fantastic. And it's, it's a really fun way to play. And I've, you know, I, I mean, I, I've, I have so many stories about how a either a spell mishap or a high level spell has completely changed the narrative of any of the games that I'm running into. And if you know, with a system without that kind of quote unquote swingy magic system, that those these amazing stories, these memories that I'll always have, never would have taken place. So um, yeah, I, I love the system for what it does for the narrative side of the role playing game. Awesome. Hey, Brendan, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit with us here. We're having a great convention. Uh, maybe you could tell how tell us how people could find you online and how they get at you. Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter at, at Brendan LaSalle and at Xcrawl. Um, you can find me on, um, I'm on Instagram, Brendan underscore LaSalle. And of course, um, you know, my email is all over the Goodman Game website. So Brendan at Goodman dash games. I hope you'll get in touch with me if you have any questions about the road crew. Um, and, uh, you know, DCC in general. Thanks, uh, you know, thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks again. And uh, this is Michael Kled, Full Metal RPG, and I'm out. <laughs>